everyone and welcome back to another episode of Deets with Dita. I'm your host Nandita and it is currently Sunday the 23rd of August. It is nearly 11 o'clock at night and I'm recording this episode on a complete impulse. So I was not aware that DC's fandom Thing was happening this weekend it literally finished like today was not aware it was happening didn't have any clue about it at all um and until a load of trailers just dropped <laughs> and i was like wait where did all these trailers come from i'm a bit confused um and then i realized that dc are doing their own kind of comic-con thing and i thought well why am i not doing an episode on this so, I have decided to debut on a complete whim and impulse um, this new form of episode called News Time, where this is a rare occurrence of episode, or it can be a more frequent one if you like the style of this episode, where I just go out on a whim and talk about all the news that surrounding a specific topic, or it could be just a generic topic, um, and tell you my opinions on them. And this time it is specifically DC's fandom and dome, not dome. I don't know what I said first. I'm going to say, I'm going to, you know what, it's fine. Um, but DC's fandom. And I'm actually really excited to talk about this because I am probably a big DC noob. I don't really know much about DC in terms of comics. I have watched all the films that have been released because I need to give opinions and form opinions on them instead of just taking uh, critics words for it. I'm very much that type of person. Um, and I will say that I did record the MCU phase three part one episode and it is ready. All it needed to uh, be done to it was editing and <laughs> I was meant to edit it today and now we're here recording a completely different episode. So um, apologies if you were looking forward that, to that episode, but it is going to come out next week now. So without further ado, let me introduce some of the things that I'm going to be talking about this episode. So a lot of stuff was said in fandom, so we're going to try and whiz through as much as we can with as much detail and a, as much opinions as possible. So Wonder Woman 1984, The Flash, the film, I'm not talking about the TV series because I've only seen very little of the TV series at all. Therefore, I cannot form proper opinions on reactions to the series and stuff. The Suicide Squad. Justice League Snyder Cut. Black Adam. Aquaman 2. Shazam 2. And the best for last, The Batman. Not Batman, The Batman. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about all the content that's been released with it the opinion, some of the backstory, because I had to do some research for this episode because I wanted to be clued up so that you guys can be clued up. So just <laughs> join me for this roller coaster of a, a whimsical episode. Wonder Woman 1984. So the trailer was released. If you haven't watched the trailer yet, it's on YouTube on Warner Bros um, official YouTube channel. So go check it out before you hear my opinions because I'm going to be spoiling the trailer, obviously. Um, so this trailer was released. It is basically Patty Jenkins is back. Um, as we mentioned her in a previous episode that she was meant to direct um, for The Dark World. It's my favourite fact that I will continue stating around. Thanks to Leah. Um, but Patty Jenkins um, back again to direct this one. 
uh, which I think is a good choice, you know, it's nice to have some consistency with the, the way it's written, the way it's directed and stuff like that, so I, I'm very happy about that. And essentially, we are, as the title um, says, in 1984, and we're following, um, I was gonna say Gargadot, but that's not, that's not the name of Wonder Woman, <laughs> uh, Diana, Diana, yeah, Diana, um, we're following her journey throughout the years because she's basically immortal I think I don't know don't quote me on that um but she's in this era and she's trying to make it um and make it better because that's what Wonder Woman does fight crime you know kick some butt <laughs> and but we are focusing on one specific villain and Kristen Wiig is playing the villain but she is the villain in this film well one of the villains in the film we'll get onto the other one in a second but Kristen Wiig is the villain called Cheetah, and I think her name is Barbara. I don't remember her, like, she has a middle name and a last name, but I just remember her first name, which is Barbara. Now, in I did some research. So in the original, like, adaptation of um, that villain, of Barbara, she is Wonder Woman obsessed, right? She is a Wonder Woman obsessed woman, <laughs> and she has no powers, but all she does is just wear a cat suit. It's kind of like... If you follow Marvel, like comics, it's like she's Camilla Khan, which is, who is a, um, who's Ms. Marvel, who is like a big fangirl of Captain Marvel, but just this older woman and evil <laughs> is the premise for this one. But the modern adaptation, because there's quite a few, as you know, comic books go through reruns and stuff and they rewrite and readapt for different writers, but in this new one, a new adaptation. She is an archaeologist and anthropologist who basically is also like empowered with like some godly superpowers and is also still jealous of Diana, which I mean, who wouldn't be? She's absolutely iconic and incredible. Um, so the kind of the anthropology and archaeologist um, spin is quite good because obviously Wonder Woman has like her whole um island i would let's go island um of like her civilization and it would be interesting because if she's an anthropologist maybe she is like an anthropologist of wonder woman's civilization and she's like that's how her obsession like begins which would be really cool um other notable things to talk about in this trailer chris pine he's back he's back and i forget his name in the film um i want to say steve but i don't think it's steve we're gonna go with Steve, <laughs> but Chris Pine's back, and we still don't know how, because spoilers for the first film, he kind of dies in the first film, a very heroic death. Um, but now we're here, and he's back, and we're all just very confused, and they don't explain it in the trailer, which is good. Um, show more, tell less, which, you know, I, I appreciate that. So we'll see how that goes, because that's going to be probably an important storyline. I think it may, if they're keeping it that under wraps at the moment, I think it's going to have something to do with the two villains. Ooh, I had a brainwave. Okay, I'm going to talk about the other villain, then I'm going to talk about the brainwave I had. So, Maxwell Lord. He is um, kind of, he's running for president um, of the United States, I believe. And um, he, he is basically, he has superpowers and he's like a villain of, um, and he has the power of the Dreamstone. And the Dreamstone essentially means that he can grant wishes for anyone he comes in contact with, so anyone he meets. The catch is that something bad along with 
the wish will happen also which is how wonder woman how diana gets involved because she's seeing all this chaos happen and she's wondering well why is this happening now hear my theory if i'm right don't sue me for um what's the word spoilers uh, so caution this at your own risk but what if maxwell lord grants diana's wish of chris pine aka steve because i don't know his name or it might be steve who knows steve to come back because that's her like love her long lost love because he died and that was her wish he and they meet and then she he comes back into her life and then bad things happen chaos happens this is a far-fetched theory but i don't know could be onto something um and honestly if i'm not onto anything please like don't come at me this is just a com me completely theorizing about what could happen um but yeah those are the big things of the trailer like the new characters and like explained and a little bit of research on them other things there were two other things that really interested me in the trailer is the fact that she rides a lightning bolt that is actually insane <laughs> um very insane and i was like wow she really like she's really going for it and she's really like a strong character i love it and then the final thing that we see in the trailer in one of the fight scenes with cheetah is the golden eagle armor that she wears on the poster with the um rainbow like backdrop you know that poster we all know the iconic poster that we're talking about and i'm just really excited to see her in this suit and like the abilities because she has like angel wings that we also see in the trailer and she's fighting cheetah one thing i forgot to mention about cheetah is that we actually see her like in her full form in one of the like parts of the trailer and low-key it's like i'm watching cats it is actually insane how much like how cool it was um if i can say it um compared to the cats thing or maybe it will look like the cats thing who knows because it was quite dark when we see it and also it's like kind of daunting to do that type of character design after something like cats with the response of the character design of the cgi is quite insane so we'll see we'll see how that gets responded i mean if they execute it well i'm here for it but overall i'd like to say that i'm really excited for wonder woman 1984 um it's coming out soon it was meant to come out this year for sure but obviously because everything's being postponed and like cinemas are not really exactly open at the moment i think we're probably going to get it like early next year if cinemas open by then next up we have the flash andy muschietti who is basically going to be directing the flash also directed um it which is really interesting I am quite excited because I did enjoy the first um, and second It. So I am extremely excited about how they, um, how he directs this film. And it's also got the same person who played uh, The Flash in Justice League in this film, which I thought he was super charismatic and, you know, kind of interesting as the role as Barry Allen. And I think I am really excited to see how they develop his character. Um, so what we know about this film, there was no trailer that released, but there's lots of information that they gave. So there is a new suit for The Flash from the new concept art. Um, from what I'm aware, I'm not really too 
familiar with the flash costumes but what i will say is that um apparently this one has a ring around it and then the other ones don't like the flash mark i don't know i'm not sure but apparently that's that's a thing um another thing that's interesting is that michael keaton and ben affleck these names are ringing a bell to you right because they've both been batman at some point what's interesting is is they are coming into this film so that begs the question well why are there going to be two batman in one film that's a really good question i also had this question so i did some research and apparently this film is going to be loosely based on the flashpoint saga and if you guys aren't familiar with the flashpoint saga it's basically barry allen attempts to change the past to save his mother from like dying i'm assuming um and this means he messes up the multiverse um timelines and stuff because obviously once you once you have the flash who's someone who can literally run fast enough to go back in time which is insane um the fact that he's going to play with time travel obviously means that he's going to cause some like rifts in the timeline and potentially strands of different multiverses and this means that we will potentially be seeing different batmen and this means both michael keaton and ben affleck's batman can be in this film which is absolutely amazing i am here for this bring all the Batman into this film, I would be so, like, I would actually be so happy. It would be so amazing. Um, and I think this is what is hyping me for this film. Though it does feel like it's very much like, well, because we have this many characters at the moment, we're just going to throw in the, mul like, repeats of specific characters. We're just going to throw the multiverse in there and it kind of feels like it's, it's, I want to say lazy writing but I don't want to get killed but um it does feel like it is kind of like a bit lazy in the sense that oh yeah well we've done this but now we're going to cover our backs for it and just say that there's a multiverse but however how there is a however if this is pulled off right then I will be happy and I will completely disregard the claim that I just made because if they end up using this idea and now writing it a ver very strong and cohesive and non-confusing multiverse because there are some films cough cough endgame <laughs> that kind of confuse you with the rules of time travel and the rules of the multiverse if they don't if they make it completely super clear in this film i'd be super happy so overall i'm really excited for the flash and i believe the flash is going to be coming out in 2022 which is a fair bit of time away um and yeah i just i have to say that i'm super excited and you guys should be too next up we have the suicide squad now you're probably thinking hey nandita i know i'm not that big of a dc fan but i kind of know that there's already been a suicide squad film so why are you talking about it again when it's already come out i hear you i absolutely hear you but what I have to counteract that statement is there is actually another Suicide Squad film coming out and it's called The Suicide Squad. There's a lot of emphasis on this the or the as you want to call it. But yeah, there's a lot of emphasis on that because 
the Batman, not just Batman. Anyway, I'm reading too much into this. Um, so it is going to be directed by the one, the only, James Gunn. If you are not familiar with this name, what are you doing? You should be familiar with this name. James Gunn is the most wildly recognised um, filmmaker for making the Guardians of the Galaxy um, film. So he made the first one, second one, he's writing the third one as we speak. Um, wherever you are, James Gunn, I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But what I'm also excited about is Suicide Squad. So he has described it, or one of the producers, sorry, uh, Peter Safran, who is a producer, described this film as a 70s war movie mixed with Gunn's trademark humour. And I'm like, this is so weird. This, like, sounds so bizarre. Like, you know when you have to, like, pitch a film? Uh, sometimes you have to pitch it. Like, I know this happens for books as well. You kind of have to sit um, and, like, pitch it as if you're talking to someone in an elevator and you've only got, like, what, a minute or so to kind of describe something to them. And I feel like that's a l how a lot of these Hollywood films or blockbuster block would you call books blockbusters um i mean sure we're gonna call them blockbuster books um that's how they end up being pitched to big companies and if i heard 70s war movie mixed with guns trademark humor i'd be like this sounds so bizarre but i'm so intrigued i'm like i think that's the vibe it's kind of going for and i'm super excited about it but with Suicide Squad, sorry, the Suicide Squad, comes characters and a lot of new ones. And I wanted to talk about some of these new characters because let me save you doing the research and I'll do all the research for you about these characters. So we have the main ones coming back. We've got Harley Quinn. She's coming back. Margot Robbie. We love her. Then we've got Amanda Walker, who in the original Suicide Squad film was like a... Oh, how do I, how do I phrase this? She was like the, she was like the Nick Fury of, of the Suicide Squad, right? So she was like bringing the band together and she's back for this one. Then we've got Rich Flag and we've got Captain Boomerang. Not gonna lie, don't remember who Rich Flag is and I can't be bothered to Google it, but I remember Captain Boomerang. I think he was kind of a very underused character they might have killed him off too early in the original film. Can't remember. I want to say they did though because I don't remember his face that much. <laughs> Maybe that's just because I wasn't really paying attention to Suicide Squad. But you know, it's all okay. But these are all the returning characters. Then we've got some of the new characters. And I'm really excited for them. So we've got Idris Elba. Yes, Idris Elba. You heard me right. He's coming in to play Bloodsport. I didn't Google who Bloodsport was, which is not good. Okay, so I'm just looking up who Bloodsport is, and he he is he kills many civilians. So he apparently opens fire on a crowded diner the day before New Year's Eve. This is how you know DC super dark. Um and like kills 25 civilians. Proceeds to monologue about the horrors of the Vietnam War and vows to put Metropolis on notice for its mistreatment of veterans. Oh my goodness. So I think my mom just, she came into the room because I was struggling with saying Metropolis. And I think she blew out the candle and I just saw smoke. 
come from somewhere and I got really scared. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back to the point. So, apparent. so he's like, he's kind of like, he's got a point, like, Vietnam War was handled very badly. But, you know, it's kind of cool. His origin stories, I don't think they'll be touched a lot in this film, but we'll see how it goes. Like, I'm excited. Ooh, they did say it's a 70s war film. Interesting. I'm seeing I'm seeing the the puzzle pieces click together. This is cool. Then we've got Sorcerer, who is basically a take on um an old villain in DC Comics, but like kind of revamped uh revitalized new. Um same with um TDK, who is also another um new character. Um, these are being played by Alice Brugger and Nathan Fillion. So these will be interesting. Um, then we've got Pete Davidson. Yes, you heard me right. Thank you, next Pete Davidson. Um, he is going to be playing Blackguard, who is basically a not very successful villain, but ends up, like, basically foiling his own plans, um, which is kind of fun. He'll be a very interesting uh, addition to the Suicide Squad. Then we've got Savant, who basically is... Is a kind. He's the person who wants to basically figure out Batman's identity. That's like his villain premise, and it's being played by Michael Rooker. And if you guys are like clued up on your actors as I am, he plays Yondu in the Guardians um, franchise, and also is like super good friends with James Gunn. So I'm like not surprised that he's in this film. Um, speaking of surprises, John Cena's back. I don't know. I'm confused. He was lost in Bumblebee. I think that's the last notable thing I saw him in. He's also in. The new Fast and Furious that's coming out, um, but he's going to be a superhero called not superhero villain called Peacemaker, and he described in the little short because they didn't release a trailer for this. They released a um, like behind the scenes type thing because I don't think they have enough footage to kind of put on a trailer. Um, he describes him uh, himself as douchey Captain America, and it kind of he kind of reminds me. I'm getting the vibes of like. Homelander from the boys if you've seen the boys and like I'm down for that I like the vibes pretty interesting Then you've got this hero called polka dot man You definitely heard me right. I said polka dot man. He is a Nefarious Batman villain and carries out his evil schemes by using the polka dots on his suit. I'm I'm not kidding I wish I was kidding. I'm not kidding um, and then the person who is playing it is David Dasmalchian. Oh, interesting. Okay, so he's been in um, quite a few things. He's been in Ant Man, which is interesting. He's one of um, one of the like ex cons in Ant Man. He has also been one of the Joker's deranged henchmen in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, and he also had a role in Prisoners. Interesting. So. I've seen him in quite a few of this stuff, so I'm intrigued to see um, how this goes. Uh, then you've got Sean Gunn, who is James Gunn's brother. He's been in uh, The Guardians Galaxy, the second one, and he's also played, like, the on-set rocket on all the Guardians films. Um, and he's going to be playing someone called Weasel. Yeah. Weasel. Just a literal weasel. So excited for that <laughs> then you've got peter cabaldi who is going to be playing a very old widely known batman villain called 
thinker and he can control human and electronic minds kind of like um professor x if you want to compare it to marvel um then you've got fluor borg who is going to be playing javelin and javelin's basically like ex olympic javelin player turned villain uh pretty cool then you have daniela melchior she is going to be playing Ratcatcher. two not one two um, and definitely it's going to be related to the OG um, rat catcher. And yes, she can control rats. Yeah. Um, kind of like Ant-Man can control ants. Rat catcher too can control rats. <laughs> then you've got Maylene Ng, who is going to be playing Mongol. And basically premise is alien with a twin, also like villain. I mean, yes, this is Suicide Squad. There are just going to be loads of villains. Then you've got Steve Agee, who is going to be King Shark. Now, if you see Moana, you know one of the scenes when Maui turns into, like, half man, half shark head? That is exactly what this character looks like. I'm not kidding. And, yeah, overall, I'm just, like, super excited for this. They showed some clips of the film and, like, some of the behind-the-scenes in something that they put on YouTube. So if you want to check it out, definitely do. But overall, I'm super excited this, for this film. And I think you guys should be too. Because it's James Gunn, obviously. So the next thing we're going to be talking about is the Justice League. Again, I can hear you saying, why are we talking about this again? This film has already come out. Why would they make another Justice League? Why would they not call it Justice League 2? All very valid questions. No. So essentially, there's some a lot of backstory to this. So... Originally, the Justice League was going to come out and um, Zack Snyder, who was the director for majority of the film, notice how I say majority, um, before he kind of had to drop out for, I think, personal reasons, I want to say. And then Joss Whedon, who, if you don't know who that is, he directed the first and second um Avengers films. So he's no stranger to the comic book world. But then um, a lot of people didn't really like Justice League and put it down to the fact that it was not Zack Snyder's vision for what Justice League had. And that was also because there was a lot of like constraints that the um, Warner Bros were like putting on him uh, in terms of like the way he wanted to tell the story. So they listened, which is like a well done like to Warner Bros and DC for actually listening to the fans. And he's come back and he's basically reimagining the justice league it's going to be put on hbo max um which if you don't know is a like streaming site in america for the um channel hbo and um th the thing is they're going to be put on as episodes and each episode is going to be an hour long and there are going to be four episodes so the director or extended cut or the Zack snyder cut whatever you want to call it is going to be four hours essentially there is no news about how it's going to be released in other countries, uh, i.e. the UK. Um, but definitely excited for this one. It's going to be interesting because I know I came out just as kind of like, this is a bit of a mess, a bit incomplete, doesn't feel like a whole fleshed out thing. Um, but the trailer, there is a trailer out for it. So if you haven't uh, watched it, definitely do give it a watch. Um, looks really different from the original film and I'm kind of liking that and I think from the trailer I'm getting the sense that they're gonna explore Cyborg's character a little bit more, a little bit more Barry Allen which we love 
And also another thing is that Stephen Wolf isn't the villain in this film anymore, which is interesting. It's actually going to be um, his nephew, Darkseid, or it's the other way around. It's like, I know that it's like an uncle-nephew relationship between the two, which is very weird because they're very weird creatures. Uh, but Darkseid is going to be um, the the villain in this film, which should be interesting. And he is being described from, like, people who I've been talking to about this as, like, the Thanos, but, like, kind of, like, not as powerful as Thanos, but kind of the Thanos-like figure of DC. Which should be interesting to see. I'm kind of excited for this Justice League. It's a bit iffy that it's, like, four hours long. Um, I hope they do break it down when it comes to the UK as well. But we'll see. I'm optimistic for it, you know. Should be good. So next we're going to be talking about Black Adam. Um, So if you don't know who Black Adam is, he's kind of like a Shazam-esque type person. And he is basically um, being going to be played by um, Dwayne Johnson. Pretty cool. Um, This is very much in pre-production stage and the trailer that they released was kind of like a lot of concept art um, of of him but we did get a bit of history on him in the trailer like there was like narration of the rock actually saying um who he was so let's let's talk about it a little bit he was a slave trying to show his ideas of justice in the society of Kandak five thousand years ago he was also in prison for a millennia but now he's out and he's ready to like show his like ideas that he had of justice before now and i'm not i i don't know how to feel about this one i don't know i wasn't a big fan of shazam um and i'll come on to it when i talk about shazam too but you know i i don't know and i'm not too big of a fan of dwayne johnson's acting other than in moana if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about it and go there but we'll see i mean i'm always gonna watch these films and like give my opinions and like try and see you know whether it is good or not but you know I'm still keeping my eyes open to it um but still not as hyped as the other ones I give it like a small woo you know I'm like kind of excited but not that excited um so we'll see how Black Adam is on to Shazam 2 as I'd already spoken about it uh, in Black Adam I thought why not talk about shazam in this one there is literally zilch information about this film um all we know about the sequel is it's gonna be called shazam fury of the gods interesting name interesting concept it will definitely tie into black adam somehow not sure how it will very little information has been given there's also a poster that was released as well that's how like the title got quote-unquote leaked but let's be real it was like it was a planned leak um so i guess that's all i really have to say about shazam too no, i'm just kidding i will kind of go into why i didn't like shazam uh spoilers for shazam movie it was very power ranger-esque at the end and i just wasn't really compelled by the kid nor the older version of shazam so overall like that film just didn't hit for me it wasn't a hit at all um but you know that's not to say i will not watch i won't watch the second film because i definitely will um i'm glad they didn't call it shazam 2 because shazam has like an explanation mark and then if you had like a 2 next to it like 
what is written in my notes it just doesn't look good so shazam explanation mark fear of the gods feels good it can replace the colon i don't mind that um but yeah that's all i really have to say about that because there is not much information being released and i mean to write no information is being released because it's coming out in 2022 so you know i'm kind of like i'm fine with that so next we have um aquaman 2 so um there's no title reveal it may just be called aquaman 2 which i'm not like too fussed about i don't mind that it's called aquaman 2 um there isn't much to talk about with this one either uh, but some of the quotes that I've been hearing floating around uh, during the panels of uh, DC Fandom is will be more serious, more relevant to the world we are living in today and new worlds will be explored in the film. So by new worlds, I'm meaning like maybe new sea worlds. It would be cool to see some new like um, like ocean worlds. That would be fun. Because in the first film, like the sea world kind of didn't hit for me. I want like a really cool epic like Wakanda type thing you know what I mean like that'd be cool I'd, I'd vibe with that but another thing um is that it'll be more serious and more relevant today I like that because I think what DC tried to did do with Aquaman and Shazam is that let's add humor let's intensify the dials on the humor in these films to try and make it more Marvel um, which I don't think works for DC characters. I just don't think DC characters, um, they can have some form of humour, but the way that it's been written at the moment hasn't felt right. Like in Aquaman, it didn't feel right for me. In Shazam, it didn't feel right for me. So I'm glad that the director has kind of taken this criticism on board and is like, okay, let's give a little bit more of a serious film. Because DC literally, like, detective comics, and, like, detective kind of, like, we we want to, like... I see DC as very dark and gritty. Um, that may not correlate to like all of their characters, but of course, because Batman is the staple, like we kind of see it as like the dark and gritty t uh, style of comics, and they do have some pretty good comics. Um, so I'm glad that they're taking more of a serious tone for this one. I think I really hope Shazam does this, but because there are kids in the film, I don't think the second Shazam will do it. So. I'm happy to see at least one of the two more humorous films from um, DC are kind of being dialed down. Whereas if you've got the Suicide Squad that's coming out with James Gunn, he will know how to do humor well for DC because he has got such an amazing mind when it comes to these type of things. Now this is the one that I'm really excited to talk about because this is the one that made me, like kind of inspired me to make this episode because I am genuinely so excited for this film like so excited um and it is the batman yay okay so this is going to be directed by matt reeves so let's have a look let's do a little quick google search um what else has matt reeves done so matt reeves interesting google time okay so he's done oh okay 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 i know some of his films so he has done uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. So he's done two of the, like, trilogy of the Planet of Apes films. Uh, he did 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was apparently pretty good. Um, so I have high hopes for this. Like, they all tend to have, like, those films all have a kind of, like, theme of, like, gritty and darkness. So I'm kind of excited to see this. 25% uh, of the film has already been shot. So all the trailer 
footage that we see because there is a trailer and definitely watch the trailer because I'm going to be talking about some stuff in the trailer. Um, 25% of the film has already been shot, which is like insane that they managed to pull together a trailer for this already. And I'm really happy. And we are seeing the dawn of Robert Pattinson, or as I like to say, Robert Batterson, um, in this film. And the director has gone on the record to say that this is not an origin story. Thank goodness I do not want another Batman origin story. If I see Batman's parents get killed one more time, I swear to God. But I'm so glad it's not an origin story. And the way that he's saying it, it's like, it's not year one of him being uh, Batman. It's more of like year two. So like he's, he's not having the effect that he wants to have on like society yet. But, and he's making mistakes. And I like that. I really like that, like, side of Batman. Like, we're trying to see him flesh out the type of message and effect that he wants to have on Gotham. Um, and, like, I'm super hyped for it. So the characters that we're getting in there, obviously Robert Batterson. <laughs> I said Batterson unironically. <laughs> Robert Batterson will be Batman. Um, and then we've got the villain in this film who is going to be the Riddler. So the Riddler is basically zodiac killer type villain so if you've seen like the zodiac the film with uh jake gyllenhaal i haven't it's on my watch list um it's going to be that type of vibe apparently which is going to be cool and paul dano is going to be playing the riddler then you've got colin farrell who is going to be playing penguin now this caused a big stir up because loads of people were looking out for like because they saw set photos and that's how they found out that the penguin was going to be in this film so this may be all just speculation because there's no there's nowhere that it's been confirmed that the penguin will be in this film so this is a kind of a bit of like hand wavy speculation but colin farrell has like a lot of prosthetic makeup on and that makes him look like the penguin in quotation marks um and he is essentially the kingpin over gotham so he's like a crime lord type thing and I think he's been like under wraps for like years and then suddenly Batman comes and he's like kind of on his scent this is all like hand wavy speculation and what it could be in the film um so that's the kind of thing he's going to be part he's going to be in the film then you've got Zoe Kravitzi who is going to be Catwoman who is Selino Kyle and I am very excited because apparently and as you see in the trailer she isn't really Catwoman yet right because you see her in like a balaclava um and she's kind of like her costume is kind of like handmade not really fleshed out yet when she's fighting batman in the trailer and it's really interesting because he's also not a super fleshed out batman yet as well so it'll be interesting to see their dynamic and their dynamic is definitely going to be a lot more like arch nemesis type thing rather than like the dark knight where it's kind of like a flirtatious vibe between them um and I guess the final thing I have to say, actually there's two things I want to say, and they kind of interlink with each other. The fight choreography, okay, there's this one scene in the trailer where Batman just goes in on someone, like, like actually beats the beep out of him, right? And it is insane. And I, that was the point of the trailer was like, I'm sold on this film. This is exactly what I want from a Batman film. And I'm so hyped about it. And Robert Pattinson is going to be absolutely amazing in his role. And I'm just like, ah, fangirling. Um, and the fight choreography, you can tell in this film is going to be super lit. And I'm so happy about it. And this leads me on to the vibes that I got from this film. 
I am getting very much like Netflix Daredevil vibes. So like you know the Netflix series Daredevil, uh, the one with Charlie Cox in it. Oh my god, I am getting so much of that vibes because the fight scenes in that TV show were so, so impactful and the, the vibe of like the costume that Batman wears is giving me kind of Daredevil vibes because of the way that like the the it covers the face and like it's just it's insane it looks incredible and like the like when i think fight scenes like good choreographed fight scenes i think of like the hallway scene in daredevil i don't remember which season it is but it's in one of the prominent seasons of daredevil and that scene made that show for me and i think the fight choreography is going to be on par right also you have like um you've got the kingpin of gotham which is very similar to literally Kingpin from the Daredevil series. So I don't know, I'm getting a lot of Daredevil vibes. I saw a tweet uh, on Twitter where it was like, um, Daredevil walked so that Batman could run. And I'm honestly like, yes, this is exactly what happened. Um, So that is definitely something that I'm really rooting for in this film. And another thing I just wanted to really quickly mention is that I found an article where it said that there is a little coded message in the Riddler uh, that the Riddler leaves for Batman, like in his little card, like a little envelope, and then the card when you open it, uh, it's like a greeting card. And someone has already decoded it. I'm not going to say what it is for the potential of like not giving too much away about this film, but if you want to Google it and see, like, if you just Google like um, the Riddler puzzle batman trailer i think you'll be able to find it um it was really interesting to see the entire like thread it was super cool um there are super smart people out there and i'm just like i applaud you guys you guys are super awesome um but yeah i guess i'm gonna wrap up my thoughts about um dc fandom this year so obviously dc fandom happened because san diego comic-con was which is the biggest comic-con if you didn't realize it's like the international one um didn't happen well it happened virtually this year but loads of the big players, and by big players I mean DC and Marvel, uh, did not participate this year. So DC's counteractment of San Diego Comic-Con was um, DC Fandom. And I think it's something they may continue doing in the future because it did l- give a lot of hype for DC because sometimes some of the DC stuff gets shrouded by the Marvel stuff at Comic-Con. So it's really interesting to see DC have the spotlight for a bit and they literally took the mic and they ran with it well like they didn't take the mic like Kanye did at the uh, at the VMAs they kind of took the mic from like oh god I can't I can't think of a good reference enough the Kanye one was the best one I had but they kind of took the mic and like added value (laughs) and I'm really really excited um about majority of these films I would have to if I had to rank my excitement it would be Batman then it would be Wonder Woman 1984. Then it would be The Suicide Squad. Then it would be uh, Justice League, The Snyder Cut. Then it would be The Flash. Then it would be Aquaman 2. Then it would be Black Adam. Then it would be Shazam. Yeah. Purely because of the information being given by these films. But I am most excited for The Batman. The Batman will be the Batman. I'm very excited. I'm glad that because Robert Pattinson has done a lot of other stuff other than Twilight, because but everyone knows him from Twilight, and he's done like films like Lighthouse. He's done um, other things that I can't remember off the top of my head. He's doing this other film on Netflix, something Devil, 
devil among us devil or something but yeah he's doing like so much other stuff and i'm glad that he's trying to break out of that mold twilight was trending on twitter today which makes me think it's gonna be a while before um he breaks out of the mold but i'm excited to see him try to break out of that mold and overall i'm excited as a big marvel fan i'm excited for what dc has to offer in the future so round of applause this is my round of applause at what time at night nearly midnight so it is time for the infamous segment of the show recommend or to the back end now this week i watched uncut gems and for those of you who don't know it is a good adam sandler film <laughs> so adam sandler is very like known for doing a specific stick of film which is like um rom-coms so like he's done a load with jennifer aniston and like stuff like that and he's just done a lot of comedy films that are like not very serious at all um and he decided i'm gonna break out that mold and it's a netflix made film therefore it's on netflix and it's basically about him who is like a jewelry shop owner in new york i want to say and he's like out here just trying to live his best life trying to get money and it's going really badly for him like this film is just like a progression of things just going really wrong um or trying to go right and like it's just like a little bit of back and forth between is it going well is it going bad is it going well is it going bad um there is a lot of when i was watching this film i was like in my head laughing like what is going on because i went into this film knowing nothing about what this film was going to be about and then i kind of jumped in and it was like whoa 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 um and that's not to say that was a bad thing i thought it was very entertaining i gave it like four stars on Letterboxd. like i'm i'm pleasantly impressed by this film um and I think I'm really impressed to see Adam Sandler finally doing some really good acting and I'm like super super happy like continue to do more films like this therefore this is a recommend if you couldn't tell already um give it a watch I don't want to spoil a lot of this film but there are a lot of surprise cameos in this film and I would suggest going into this film not knowing anything about what this film is about because it just makes the whole like experience a lot better so definitely watch Uncut Gems it is worth a go um but yeah i don't have a to the back end this week but that's because you know um this episode's very last minute so um enjoy the recommend so we have reached the end of this episode thank you so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed my opinions on dc fandom 2020 and i really hope you like enjoyed the style of episode let me know if you enjoyed like news time which is what i'm gonna call this type of um episode and like if you want to see some more i was thinking do you want one like once a month maybe or once every two months where i just talk about film news that's going on like in general of films that i'm kind of excited to see that are going to be released let me know because i would definitely be down for doing an episode like that like just in depth researching some films that are coming out that are like on my radar um and then like let you know when they're coming out and stuff like that all that fun information so if you like that let me know but where can you let me know I can hear you ask? Well, you can let me know on Twitter and Instagram at Deets with Dita for both. Um, you can also see some amazing updates for the podcast on there. So definitely do give those a follow if you want to just keep updated about what's going on in general. I do post teasers of the episodes on there as well. So if you want to see some teasers for like the episodes um, that are going to be coming out, I do like Monday previews. So that's always something to watch out for. If you want to know what films I'm watching on a day-to-day -day basis, you can follow me on Letterboxd, which is underscore Nandita underscore. It is genuinely the best place 
for me to like log my films and review films and rate films um so if i don't talk about it in the episode chances are it's on letterboxd so definitely go check that out um and then if you are listening to the podcast on apple podcast do give the podcast a subscribe on there and if you want you can leave a rating and review which would always help the podcast because then that means more people can see the podcast and if you want to share it to people definitely do if you want to like if they have similar opinions to me or just love films give it a share to someone that you know and i guess the last thing i have to say is this if you're listening on google podcasts and on spotify still give it a follow on there as well uh that way you can get notified every time an episode of the podcast comes out they come out on tuesdays (laughs) so thank you so much for listening next week's episode is your regularly scheduled podcast which will be the all things mcu phase three part one that is a mouthful of a title but we're gonna run with it um so that episode has already been recorded so you'll see that one next week tuesday but thank you so much for listening and i will see you all next week bye everyone (laughs) 